is waiting somewhere, somewhere for me. You sound like a white girl doing an impression of Brandy. I am a white girl doing an impression of Brandy. <laughs> Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where we get itchy when we're nervous! I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week we are covering the 1997 film, how do I say it, Disney's Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella? There's a lot of possessives there. We might as well call it 20th Century Foxes, Miramax, you know, like... They're all the same monster now. But no, yeah, yeah. Of course you guys are all familiar with the Cinderella tale. You know what you do? You take a really antiquated fairy tale... And you have Rodgers and Hammerstein set it to music. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Before we get started, I am checking in. This is our 10th episode. This is episode 10? Yes. Wow, I could have picked something better if I'd realized that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it's a fine choice. I just wanted to be like, how do you feel about the show so far? I mean, I mean, I think it's going good. I, 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 mean, I, th- I mean, I know that we said that... <laughs> We want to grow an audience, but I'm honestly just content doing this with you. So, I mean, for those of you that are listening, thanks. I hope you're enjoying. This is for you and me. We've been wanting to do something like this for a long time, and I think we've had a pretty good start up here so far, and I'm ready to keep on trucking, so. Oh, you're cute. Yeah. I love it. Well, I try. If you haven't done so already, make sure you get over to Twitter. Mm-hmm. Follow us on the Twitter at Kick and Stream. Kick in the door at Twitter. No. Kick in Stream. We're not getting started until you say it right. Kick and Stream? Yes. That's K I C K N S T R E A M. Yes. Now on video. Impossible. For a plain country pumpkin and a prince to join in marriage. Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. For the world is full of zanies and fools. Share the love. Ooh, don't believe a sensible rule. Of a true classic. Impossible. Things are happening now. It's the fabulous fairy tale your family will enjoy forever. It's Disney's Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. Available to own February 10th. For those of you that aren't familiar with Rodgers and Hammerstein, Richard Rodgers, Oscar Hammerstein, musical and lyric duo, they've written some of your, you know, most beloved stage shows. To name a few, you might as well mention, you know, Pal Joey, you know, Babes in Arms, Oklahoma, South Pacific, The Sound of Music. So yeah, this is a... Mm, well, this version of Cinderella has been done a couple of different times. Roger and Hammerstein, you know, it wasn't actually a stage musical in the beginning. It was a, uh, you know, back in the 50s and 60s, they did this little thing every season where they'd, you know, televise a musical. They'd do a television production. Don't they do it now? Uh, yeah, they, yes, they do. NBC has revived it in recent years just as a good old callback. And they they, they started doing the telecast musicals again, starting with Sound of Music, starring Carrie Underwood. Bad. Anyway. (laughs) Just saying. So, 1957, 1965, it's had all of these reincarnations, right? Most notably, Julie Andrews in the 1957 filmed production of this musical. But, you know, in, you know, 97, Disney was like, let's do this. Like, this is this is a nice little subject. Kids will identify. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to shake it up because you know what we're going to do? Look out, white people. (laughs) We're going to have a groundbreaking, ethnically diverse cast. And we don't care. We don't care that Victor Garber and Whoopi Goldberg are supposed to make Pablo (laughs) Matalban. We don't care. He's Filipino. I know. She's black. And he's, he's white. white. And they But they don't a, care. And I yeah, love that about I this love film. It. And I never questioned it for a second when I was a child. Yep. Our inspiration for this subject, our parents taped for us on a VHS. They taped this production of Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella. Whitney Houston produces this project. And Whitney Houston plays your lovely fairy godmother. And then you got Brandy. Oh, Brandy. Carrie, would you like to tell me a little bit about Brandy? I know that she was very popular at the time. 
Mm-hmm. I know she was a recording artist. I hesitate to say she's an actress. <laughs> Brandy was incredibly popular at the time, and she is the first woman of color to portray Cinderella. Really? Yes. Other stars, you know, we mentioned Victor Garber, Whoopi Goldberg, Jason Alexander. <laughs> How can I forget? Bernadette. Oh, yeah. Broadway royalty, Bernadette. And yeah, Disney had an insane budget for this project, did they not? $12 million. And guys, if you watch it, the whole thing's on YouTube. You watch that hour-long movie and tell me that that was worth $12 million. Okay? That's what I want you to do. It did win Emmys. It won Primetime Emmy Awards. Uh, won for Outstanding Art Direction. What? <laughs> Listen... It does look like a storybook come to life in every sense, in the color, in the design, in the absurd proportions of everything. Yeah. It is a feast for the eyes. All right. Shall we? Yes, we shall. So where are we? We're on a a green screen and (laughs) Whitney materializes from a 1995 screensaver. (laughs) For a plain yellow pumpkin to become a golden carrot. Impossible for a plain country pumpkin and a prince to join in marriage. She looks like a million bucks. I know, like less sweat than usual for her at that time. Whitney is fairy godmother, and she's just given us really, you know, you know, the main theme, you know, like, it's impossible. It's impossible that magical things like this could happen to me. But the fairy godmother is here to remind you that impossible things are happening every day. (laughs) You sound like a fortune cookie. (laughs) (laughs) And so we get this nice opening montage with the Buena Vista yellow credits. Oh, my God. When that sound played... blue dust off a part of my brain I, I haven't used in years. It's a skeleton key. It, <laughs> it unlocks all those doors. God. We're in the market. I love how in every shot, every shot of these opening credits is like shot from the knee down. Yeah. And that, yeah, I yeah. like that it's like all around everyone's feet and you're like, ooh. Yeah. Which, which feet are Cinderella's? <laughs> which feet are Cinderella's? Who's it gonna be? And then the feet we finally like... <laughs> We get, we get a pan up. The it, tiny pitter-pattering little feet of the stepmother. Bernadette Peters. She's wearing this skirt that only allows her to move like a couple inches per hour. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. She's just like, beep, 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 Come beep. along now, girls. Oh, God. Playing our stepsisters, we have... Vianne Cox uh-huh. as Calliope. Uh-huh. The tall Carol Burnett looking one. And Natalie Dessel playing uh, Minerva. The short Lizzo looking one. Yes! <laughs> um, so you have Bernadette, Carol, and Lizzo. They're calling over their shoulders to tell Cinderella to move her ass. And here- even though she's carrying everything they've bought in the market that day. Yeah, you bitches, carry something. And then here comes Brandy with that nice little, you know, nice little music flair as she's hurrying to catch up with the step family. We have the ugly hat debate. Cinderella! Cinderella! Yes? What do you think? Does it look better on me? Or me? Oh. Well, I don't know much about hats, but I don't think it flatters either one of you. (gasps) And they're scandalized. Yeah, they're like, what did we ask you for? Yeah, same old story. The step family treats her like shit. She's basically a slave. Yeah. This takes us into the sweetest sounds. The sweetest sounds I'll ever hear are still inside my head. The kindest words I'll ever know are waiting to. 
I can't remember. Was this a song that they wrote for this, or was it something they borrowed from another show? This is actually one of the few songs that they wrote for this specific production of Cinderella. It's not a part of the original libretto that Rodgers and Hammerstein wrote, which I think is kind of amazing because you it fits so well with the rest of the score that you'd think it was originally written for it. Well, and wasn't the reason for that was because they wanted they wanted the prince and Cinderella to meet before meeting at the ball mm-hmm. at least once as as part of an effort to modernize this tale and not go by this arcane love at first sight. It really brought it it brought it down to earth basically yeah. is what it did. Cinderella is dreaming of meeting her true love. And we have this, you know, whole song where Cinderella's talking about, you know, I'm so depressed. <laughs> I have nothing. I only can fucking dream. And we're yeah. just like, oh, Cinderella, babe, you got it rough. And then, you know, who's out and walking about among all the regular folk? <laughs> How do we know it's the prince? Like, I mean, we know it's the prince because why else would we be spending time with this character? Yeah, but I mean, to those of you watching it for the first time, wouldn't necessarily know. Most entrancing sight of all is yet for me to see. Elsewhere in the village, the prince, as you said, was wandering around incognitus. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, nobody knows it's me. I was like, how does how do they not know? Because this is before print media. That will always be the answer. Okay, fine. No I I I would gather that none of these quote commoners have ever seen his picture. Then why has everyone got hot pants for the prince? Because he's very know, attractive. How do they know that if they don't know what he looks like? Because, Ross, you get to marry into royalty? Does that make them hot as fuck automatically? You know it does. Okay. <laughs> you know it does. I guess we're going all on money here. I love looking at him. I do too. He was like one of many choices for this. He came in late to the audition, but they fell in love with them velvety pipe. I love looking at Brandy. She is a beautiful woman. Yes, she is. It's a kid's movie. Anyway. (laughs) But yes, everyone's very pretty. (laughs) Jesus. And yeah, the prince is singing. It was like, I am so rich and powerful. I do what I want. <laughs> no. Fuck y'all bitches to the side. <laughs> what the hell? And he's like, I don't have enough. Where is my love? I'm drowning in money. Oh my God. And power. <laughs> I'm going to have a whole kingdom one day. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> We get it. We know that this is this is plot, but come on. They spend this entire song almost running into each other. I know. I love it. It's very well staged. They're literally weaving their paths across one another and don't notice the other person singing to themselves yeah. at the top of their lungs. I know. Yeah. Everybody's just... Yeah. Everyone's going on like nothing's happening. They literally don't notice each other until the coach almost pancakes her in the middle of the street. Mm -hmm. She drops all her shit. Yeah. He stops to help her pick up her things. Like a gentleman. He says something very self-aware. Just like those royals, isn't it? Not caring if they're in anybody's way. Well, I'm sure they were going somewhere very important. I doubt it. He spends the rest of the scene trying to hit her up. Like, he's, he, he's being very sweet and attentive, uh-huh. if not a little pushy. And she's like, I'm not supposed to talk to strange men. <laughs> Good on you. Good on you, Brandy. Yeah, ladies, be weird, be rude, stay alive. Yeah. As they say on Crime Junkie. <laughs> I also love how he's pantomime trying to keep up with her. Yeah, what's with the weird running? <laughs> what's with the weird stepping? She's not walking very fast at all and it's- like... He's like trying to get a B in gym. It's like, I'm like, what are you doing? Just walk normally. Also, if you were going to follow her around, you could have carried some of those things for her. Right? <laughs> Just She's saying. still carrying all the shit. 
And this is our first instance of a more feminist Cinderella. I doubt if he has any idea how a girl should be treated. Like a princess, I suppose. No, like a person with kindness and respect. Say it for the people in the back! <laughs> like, come on! God! Good job, Brandy! <laughs> Treat us like people! Please! We're here. <laughs> then they start finishing each other's sandwiches. Yeah. It's just that I've led a pretty sheltered life. So have I. Really? Every day the same old routine. Until you just want to run away and, and never, never come back. Don't you ever just want to go ape shit? <laughs> yeah. Don't you ever just want to leave the place you live and never come back? <laughs> and they're both elated at the thought. Because she needs to get away from that shitty situation. And he is tired of being told what to do day in and day out. His life is so structured and planned out. And I mean, wouldn't you go nuts too? I mean, I'll come back to this later, but I don't feel bad for the rich guy. You don't feel bad for the rich Filipino <laughs> man? No, I don't feel bad for the rich guy. Yeah, I understand. I understand. <laughs> That's when Bernie comes in to throw a bucket of cold water on the whole thing. Bernadette, will you just let people be happy in this film? Like, she doesn't have a name, just stepmother, so I'm probably going to refer to her as Bernie throughout this entire yeah. recording. Yeah, it's Bernie. She's just like, I thought I told you never to talk to strangers. She's upset, too. <laughs> He's talk She's talking to quite a nice-looking stranger. But I was like, Bernie, why don't you like get one of your own girls on that? But then I'm just like, they'll lose their servant. Exactly. We get a little reprise of sweetest sounds as the prince goes back to his coach and Cinderella goes back to her really shitty situation. Yeah, she also watches him get into that nice-ass carriage. Oh, she does not. Yes, yeah, she does. She does? He's standing there by the carriage as they're staring longingly from both ends of the market going, and I... And... She 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 watches the prince get in that carriage. Okay. And he saunters away. She's a little naive. Well, apparently. Cut to the castle, and we meet Lionel. I love Lionel. He's the best character. He's based off a character from the stage production, which is the town crier. But they've given him a name and made him more palace friendly. And now he's just a fun member of the family. <laughs> he's their lovely little butler. Played by Jason Alexander. Played by George. Yes, George Costanza <laughs> from Seinfeld. And oh my god. I don't know what what accent is Lionel sporting. Like <laughs> Why the disguise again, Your Highness, after I beg you? I had a wonderful time today, Lionel. No one treated me like a prince. What a relief to be among real people. Yes, yes. Can I tell you something? Real people are not all they are cracked up to be, eh? Look at me. I am a real person. Does that tell you anything? Something European. Something yeah. that is not even remotely identifiable. <laughs> yeah. And you know, he's tisk tisking at the prince and he's like, listen. Because the prince keeps sneaking out. The prince keeps sneaking out to go with Rick, go be with regular people. And Lionel's just like, fucking stop. He's just like, I want to be around real people. That's such a rich person thing to say. Yeah, shut up. Like, I was in the... I'm over here like, there's nothing rich folks love more than going, going downtown, downtown and slumming it with the poor. poor. Yes. <laughs> like, that's me. That's so true. God. And as usual, I don't pity the rich man. Yeah, but he's like, they have no idea what it's really like to be me. Oh, boo fucking Everything's who? so structured. Does he deserve his own life? Sure. But I bet he wouldn't trade it for shitting in a haystack out back. Really? Really? Tell me. <laughs> Tell me, Princey boy. You like the thought of hay in your sphincter? Lionel's begging him to knock it off because he's like, This disappearing thing has got to stop. It is too dangerous. I was perfectly safe, Lionel. I am not worried about you. I am worried about me. I cannot keep lying to your mother. They have laws against that. If he wants to kill me, why does he not triple me with his carriage and get it over with? And then we come to the king and queen. Played by Victor Garber and Whoopi Goldberg. Broadway and comedy alums, Victor Garber and <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg for the 1990 Oscars and then one for Ghost. She got, if you watch it, watch her acceptance speech. She gets up front and she is giddy. <laughs> she's going, ah! She's high. It's because she's stoned. I love it. I love it too. And Victor Garber, you might know from, I don't know, Annie? Yeah. Daddy Warbucks and Annie. I mean, he was Another also... great revamp. He was in your favorite movie ever, Titanic. Yes, he is Mr. Andrews in Titanic. He is Thomas Andrews. 
his first claim to fame is he originated the role of Victor Garber's first claim to fame is that he originated the role of Anthony Hope in the original production of Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street the on Broadway. The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Yes. <laughs> With Len Cariou and Angela Lansbury. Oh, a goddess. Ah. Uh. Queen Constantina. Yes. <laughs> tells her son that she's planning a little get together. Nothing, nothing big, just short family. You a know. chill sesh. A kiki. Yes. <laughs> Just planning a little get-together, nothing fancy, just family. Uh-huh. And a few close friends. Uh-huh. And all the eligible young women in the kingdom. Mother! We're only talking maybe four or five hundred at the most. Mother, you can't keep doing this to me. And then he unrolls that long fucking... <laughs> that scroll is at least four feet long! Somebody wants their son to get married. <laughs> they want him to get married and produce heirs. Yeah, and they're like, you have to keep the kingdom going! Tick-tock! Tick-tock. <laughs> you know, I just love how the king is so unbothered <laughs> by everything. It's just Victor Garber playing chess. Like, Well, I don't think the king likes confronting the idea of his own mortality. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I'm going to die, and my son better have an heir to succeed him when he dies. I'll be over here playing myself in chess. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. Like, I do. <laughs> there are lots of people in this movie who have great chemistry, and they are a good example. Because, you know, in the stage production, it's just the queen. Yeah. Like, she has a husband, but she is the queen. I love the squeaking. I can't do it. You're going to have to play it. I... Max, what's he saying? He's saying he doesn't want to have another ball. No, he's not. Here we go. <gasps> Max, my smelling salt. Because the prince is tired of his mother's shit, and he doesn't want any more grand balls. He wants to fall in love Naturally, with the right person. But she's like, listen, there's a lot of pumps in town. Oh my God. Dry them. <laughs> Dry them all out. Her comedic timing, I can't. Queen Whoopi just tries to go back to the menu. Yeah. She's like, no, I should really go back over the menus. With Where's he going? Yeah. He's like, you haven't heard a word I've said and walks out. <laughs> Lionel is listening outside of the door. He's dropping some eaves. Not very well either. No. <laughs> Not you can see... You can see part of his jacket poking through the curtain. Proclamation from the prince. Excuse me, your majesty. I, I couldn't help overhearing. And I have to say, I don't think the prince sounded like... Lionel, take this down. His royal highness, Christopher Rupert, Windermere, Vladimir, Carl Alexander, Francois Reginald, Lancelot Herman. Herman? Herman, Gregory James, he'll thank us for it later, is giving a ball. This takes us into The Prince is Giving a Ball. Which is the original first song in the show. But we've kind of fucked with the plot to make it more modern. <laughs> if you're a Seinfeld fan, I cannot stress enough... This is a movie you have to see. You have to watch Jason Alexander perform The Prince is Giving a Ball. He's arguably the best thing about this he movie. He really is. Like, you get to see his comedy, hear his singing voice, and watch him struggle to keep up with professional dancers. I, it's honestly <laughs> such a treat. I am delighted. The Prince is Giving a Ball. The Prince is Giving a Ball. The townspeople are in a tizzy. They go berserk. They do. They're like, holy fuck, there's a party Friday night. <laughs> Come on. No cleaning up cow shit or scouring pots. <laughs> Let's go to the fucking ball, yo. And yeah, people are going berserk. This number is my favorite number. Yeah. In the in the it, it really is. I can see you doing this. I if only the stage version encompassed Lionel as an actual character, like that would be great. I would knock that out of the park. He's just running everywhere, ordering all the food. He's running this shit. He's dancing on apple boxes yes. with other male ensemble. I love it when he gets stuck in the bucket of lettuce. <laughs> yes. And he just pops some champagne and starts he's drinking. Having a nervous breakdown from the amount of planning that he's having to do. This comes to the best crescendo with Lionel reading off like everything on the list. Yes. His Royal Highness. 200 orchids, 400 poppies, 600 roses, 800 lilies. Christopher 
apart. 1,000 oranges, 2,000 plums. Windermere, Vladimir, Carl Alexander, raspberry, blueberry, strawberry, gooseberry, Francois, Reginald, Lancelot, Herman, son of Her Majesty, Queen Constantina, chocolate and cheddar and Charlotte and Maisie, son of his caviar, King Maximilian, Godfrey, Lavis, Ali, about Sydney. Prince is giving a ball. Yeah. <laughs> Her acting. I'm sorry. Randy, listen. You are a vision. Okay? You have some really great music. Honey, <laughs> I can tell you this. You did not go to the actor's studio. I can tell you that much. Cut to the exterior of Cinderella's home. Which looks ridiculous. What is this art style? I don't know. Everything is painted. The garden is lavish. There's an ironic statue of three little girls playing happily together. Don't you love that, though? Yeah. It's those little things. You're just like, oh, hey, I see you. <laughs> There's no harmony in this house. <laughs> God. They get in the door, and it's the same old shit. Cinderella, hot water. Cinderella, warm milk. Also, warm milk. Yeah. You couldn't pay me. <laughs> to drink warm milk? No! <laughs> it's meant to be drank cold like God intended. This takes us into my own little corner. In my own little corner, in my own little chair, I can be whatever I want to be. On the wing of my fancy, I can fly. song for competition when i was like 14 did you yes and i loved it like i understand brandy is here for her singing voice yes that guys you've just got to be mature enough to realize that that's the way things are sometimes yeah she does an amazing job but when it comes time to show emotion i just don't believe her cut to the palace everybody's trying to get everything prepared for the ball chris did we mention that the prince's name is Christopher? Yes, his name is Christopher. Chris appears out of nowhere to give his mother some shit for doing this behind his back. Yeah. No, like, she's literally straightening things, and then she sees him coming, and she's like, oh, I wasn't doing anything, and just walks away. <laughs> she thinks she's so funny. Yeah. Mother, oh. listen to me. You've got to call this ball off immediately. Not possible. It's difficult to cancel once you got the ball rolling. Why is everyone trying to kill Lionel in this scene? Yeah, everyone is trying to have Lionel horribly maimed by not <laughs> watching him on the ladder. Yeah, he's like putting up garlands or something. Yeah. And like she whacks that ladder with him on it and he almost he falls goes, off. <laughs> Lionel has a creative compromise in mind for the dilemma that we have here. Mm -hmm. Because Chris wants to fall in love his own way. The king and queen want him to find a girl at the ball. Yeah. And Lionel has a creative solution for that. And I'm sure the king and queen would wish Lionel would butt out. <laughs> I probably should not interfere. Probably. But let's say the prince goes to the ball tonight. Traitor. I like the way that sounds. Well, if he should find a bride, that's wonderful. But if he does not... I know. You're brilliant. Mother. I'll go to the ball, but if I don't find her tonight, you'll let me fall in love my own way, with no interference, no matter how long it takes. It does have the ring of fairness to it. And then the king's like, it sounds fair. <laughs> and the queen's like, yeah, I guess. He's not, he's not the king. He's the president of the fucking middle. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Do your thighs get chafed right in the fence like that all the time? Lionel's like, don't worry, he'll find somebody tonight. I can feel it in my bones. And the queen's like, you'll feel it in your bones if he doesn't. And like slaps that ladder again and he comes falling off of it. Hostile work environment. Like they just, they love Lionel, but they do not give a shit about Lionel. <laughs> Cut back to Cinderella's home where her stepfamily is getting ready for the ball. Because Bernie has decided that one of her daughters will be the next queen of the kingdom. The tightening of the corset. My girl 
are going to be the envy of everyone at the ball. Do you really think so, Mother? Stand still, Minerva. Our family has always been known for its fascinating women. Why, I was married a prince myself if I had had the same opportunities that you, the girls, have had in my head. I know I've never had to experience that, but even watching that scene as a child made me very uncomfortable. Her, she's screaming in pain. Yeah, yeah. Release that woman. And Bernie is just like, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) You're going to wear this corset. She is, per usual, the stepmother, very self-important. Yes. She's like, I wish I had someone to push me the way you girls do, or I might not have married Cinderella's father and been stuck with her. Bernie is so annoying. I love her. In this role. I fucking love her. She's constantly pitting her daughters against one another, and she's grading them. Like Hitler. Oh my God. Now you're doing it on purpose. I am. I did do that on purpose. She's grading them on how to behave in front of the prince. Mm -hmm. And they're failing. They have some unfortunate tics. For heaven's sake, Minerva, stop scratching yourself! I can't help it, Mother. You know how I get itchy when I'm nervous. And Calliope has what she calls infectious laughter. Oh, it's infectious, all right. Like the measles. On CDC proportions. Yes. I beg you, Calliope, whatever you do, try not to snort. Yes, mother. The snorting? I snort. I also snort. We are both snorters. She sounds like Tom Hulse from Amadeus. (laughs) I can't even... You have to play it. I I, I can't imitate it. (laughs) Every once in a while, the stepmother says something I actually agree with. I know, and you hate it. I know. She, She goes, Whatever you do, girls... You mustn't let the prince know how clever you are. Men can't stand to be around smart women. Yeah, just the way she's scratching her head and just like looking off camera. She's like, I know. She knows. We all know. We all been new. (laughs) This is when Cinderella pipes up to say, shouldn't a man love you in spite of everything? The shitty looks that dawn on all three of their faces. Stepmother's like, LOL, no. Yeah. This takes us into Falling in Love with Love. Also a song that was not in the original production. It was borrowed from The Boys of Syracuse. I have no idea what that is. Uh, Is that a musical? Rogers wrote it with somebody else. Oh, okay. So they just kind of, ah, I see what they did there. Yeah. (laughs) The stepmother doesn't have a singing part. But it's Bernadette. Yeah. they, They just put this in here so Bernie could sing. Have I taught you girls nothing? Falling in love with love is falling for make-believe. Falling in love with love is playing a fool. Caring too much is such a juvenile fancy. Learning to trust is just for children in school. I fell in love with love one night when the moon was full. I was unwise with eyes unable to see. I fell in love with love, love everlasting. But love with me. She's like, there's no such thing as love. There's marriage. Get with it. <laughs> like, that's basically her message, you know? I mean, hey, I'm not going to say that women in those times had any choices. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, like, (laughs) they didn't have choices, and I could see the logic in those times behind marrying for wealth and power and land and all of the things that keep the world going round. Mm -hmm. When they're ready for the ball, they come out. Bernie looks flawless. I know. I love that dress. The blue dress. It's purple. It's blue. It's purple. It's blue. It's purple. It's blue. Merryweather, I'm not arguing with you about this. Make it pink. It's purple. Blue. You guys go watch it on YouTube and then tweet at us what color you think it is because it's purple. (laughs) It looks awful. That's because it's on you, dear. (laughs) And then the stepsisters are dressed as furniture. Yes, they... (laughs) 
Calliope Man- looks like a lamp. She does. <laughs> it looks like a lamp. And then Minerva. Minerva looks like a feather duster. <laughs> she looks like a pink feather duster. They all think they're hot shit and they ride away to the ball together. And then Cinderella's left behind. She's like, aw, okay, I'll just be here <laughs> pretending I don't exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably the most acting we get out of Brandy for the entire movie. I know. She's so sad. She's got one tear. Uh-huh. I wish I could go to the ball. I wish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then who dobbies into the window? The fairy godmother. Yes, it's Winnie! Yeah. <laughs> Winnie! Winnie, I love you! She's just appearing out. She just appears outside the window, like, trying to rhyme absurd words. You're Whitney godmother. Whitney Godmother! I love that. All the rollin' fiddly dee, fiddly faddly fuddle. All the wishes in the world are poppycock and twaddle. Who are you? I'm your fairy godmother, honey. Who are you? <laughs> Literally! Get out of my window! Her dress is so fabulous. I know I keep mentioning it, but I need one of those gowns that has the cape attached to the sleeves. Mm -hmm. I would just be talking with my hands at all times. Can I be honest? What? Not the biggest fan. Oh my god! Like I could. I mean, I mean, I liked it. She looked really good in it, but I feel like they could have done something different. I don't know. Most of this scene is just Whitney showing off, like, hey, hey, I'm magic. I can do magic. She's lighting the fire on fire. She's closing doors with no hands. <laughs> I wish the movie would have just stopped right here, and instead of Cinderella going, turn me into a princess, she would have gone, teach me magic. <laughs> You're right. Like, teach me magic so I can leave here. Yeah. <laughs> the fairy godmother's moral for Cinderella throughout this movie is that she has the power within her to save herself. Uh-huh. It's another feminist theme. And Cinderella's like, oh, I can't leave. I promised my dad we'd stay together. And Whitney's like, girl? <laughs> yeah. This is not what your dear father had in mind. Yeah, he was like, your dad did not want you slaving over these bitches and being given no respect. Yeah. Whatsoever. Like, and she's just like, they're all I have. And I was just like, that's really sad. No, it is. But Whitney's here. Oh, no. She's going to fix everything. This takes us into impossible for a plain yellow pumpkin to become a golden carriage. Impossible for a plain country pumpkin and a prince to join in marriage. And four white mice will never be four white horses. Such falderall and fiddle-dee-dee of courses. Impossible! For the world is full of zanies and fools who don't believe in sensible rules and won't believe what sensible people say. Ain't that the fucking truth? Uh, Yeah, yeah, thank you, Whitney. (laughs) Is this the best acting that Whitney's ever done? I don't know. No. I didn't see The Bodyguard. The answer is no. (laughs) You couldn't pay me to watch a Kevin Costner movie. (laughs) Not one... How is Kevin Costner still getting work? Honestly! (laughs) During this song, we get the, quote, magic that late 90s technology had to offer. Yeah. (laughs) My God. Gavin was laughing his ass off as the pumpkin is, like, CGI, like, growing. Yes. He's like, the shadows don't make any sense. (laughs) Where's the light coming from? (laughs) (laughs) It's just that creepy music that's happening while it's, like forming. It used to freak me out as a kid watching that pumpkin skitter along to the road and just start growing. And then she transforms those mice into humans and I just, I had a thought. What if you were a mouse? And you just suddenly became sentient. Yeah, well, mice are sentient, but like, what if you just became a human? I feel like I would die of shock. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To be able to go, ooh, was mouse am human now? (laughs) They're not freaked out I, they w- I feel like they would have gone ballistic. Like <laughs> She transforms Cinderella too, and it's much less cringeworthy. It's very beautiful. It's very, it's a relaxing sequence. Yeah. Like, Spin for me. And then it, she just magically, that beautiful, the dress. Say yes to the dress, bitch. That beautiful blue dress that she ends up in is just so, it's a magical moment. And then you, we see the slippers. They're acrylic. Really? Yeah, not obviously they're not glass because the first time somebody tripped, that would have been the ball game. That would. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
would have been the whole kit and caboodle. <laughs> Go home. End credits. <laughs> and they made at least two pairs. One that actually fits Brandy's foot and one that is much, much smaller by comparison. Oh, really? Yeah. So that when Pablo Montabal holds it in his hand, it looks very tiny. Yeah. <laughs> and Whitney's like, bitch, get in the carriage. Go! <laughs> Don't talk! I did not drag my ass across time and space <laughs> to not make your life better. She's only got until midnight. Yeah. And she's like, you got to leave before the clock strikes 12. And she's like, mm. And then we have that magical reprise ride to the castle. Yeah, with, like, Whitney floating along in green screen. Do you know why she's floating? Stop. <laughs> Woo, Lord, how high am I? <laughs> it's possible. 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 part of the whole sequence <laughs> she literally shoots into the sky like a new room mystic and explodes cut to the prince yawning during the ball there's this boring little two-step orchestral thing happening they've got all the eligible women in the kingdom lined up in a huge queue around the room waiting to dance with the prince we're talking Every eligible woman in the kingdom. Also, everyone's in blue. Yeah, damn near. Except for, like, the stepsisters and the stepmother. Yeah, they stand out real easy. And they're on the staircase. And Minerva just leans over the banister and goes, I want to dance at him! <laughs> Girl, she same! Couldn't, she couldn't wait. <laughs> she's on the staircase hot and randy. And she's like, come on! <laughs> Meanwhile, the king and the queen are like, he's having a good time, right? 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 I love it when she leans over to the king and goes, Look at his face. Is that a smile? It's a wince. Tiny little smile. Wishful thinking. Oi. Elsewhere, Bernie is flirting with Lionel so that her daughters can, like, cut in line. Yeah. <laughs> I just love how she thinks that if she gets close to him... Oh, well, wait, I guess he is the one that's passing the girls yes, off. Yes, he is the one that is <laughs> passing the girls off to the prince. And she pulls him aside and is just like, hey. Naturally, any mother would be eager to see her daughters dance with the prince. But what I would like to know is who's going to have the honor of dancing with you. Excuse me? There's no need to be cool. Look at you, that manly physique, those handsome chiseled features, that wonderful full head of skin. Not touching, please. The comedic timing! And she's just like, I feel like there's something between you and me. And he's like, you know, I honestly wish there was something between us. A continent. <laughs> a continent! Oh my god! And Bernie's just like, Worth a shot. And then, what does the prince do? He keeps telling Lionel to have the orchestra speed it up. So that he can get through all these girls. The stepsisters totally blow it, by the way. Yeah. Minerva can't stop scratching herself while awkwardly reciting poetry. He's noticing it. Yeah. <laughs> Calliope literally laughs at everything he says. Like she Regardless of context. It's constant laughing. She doesn't stop and then she starts snorting horrendously. Lionel has to pull her <laughs> off of... The, well, they have to pull both of them off of the prince in the end. Ladies, if boys aren't funny, don't laugh. Yeah. Don't... <laughs> don't... Do not give them that security pillow. I love this because the dance just speeds up faster and faster and faster and Lionel is literally throwing women at him. <laughs> Everything slows down and who has arrived, Ross? Brandy. Yes. <laughs> Cinderella. Princess Brandy. Cinderella has arrived at the top of the staircase in the ballroom. It goes dead quiet. Oh, they made a mistake with that. I love it, though. I understand. It's a very, like, 
it Here grounds you. Is. Yeah. yeah. And but here's why. And it's because I'm I'm hard to please. But in that quiet, we should have heard the tink, 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 tink of glass heels. Because you know she's not really in them. I know. <laughs> that whole dance. <laughs> I think everyone in this movie has great chemistry except these two. You don't think the prince and Brandy? No. You don't think Pablo and Brandy have good chemistry? Like, based on his acting, I believe he loves her. I don't believe she feels a thing for him at all. (laughs) (laughs) Even when he, like, even when he puts his finger under her chin and lifts her face up. she bows, she goes, how do you do, your highness? And then he just lifts it up and she looks up like, <laughs> like okay. She, like she's never seen a man before. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go into 10 minutes ago. It has not been 10 minutes. Oh, stop it. I hate that. <laughs> it has been literally 60 seconds, 90 tops, since she walked in the room. 10 minutes ago, I met you, and we murmured a how do you do? I wanted to ring out the bells and fling out my arms and to sing out the news. I have found her, she's an angel, with the dust of the stars in her eyes. We are dancing, we are flying, and she's taking me back to the skies. I love his singing voice. He does do a very good job. This song is so well choreographed with the waltzes. It makes me feel all floaty and, and sappy. Everyone's watching. Yeah. Everyone is taken aback by this beautiful young woman. Everybody, including the step family, is all a buzz. They're about... all sideways eye emoji. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's the stepmom's like, there's something vaguely familiar about that girl. Shut the fuck up, Bernie. I hate that shit. Uh, How do you not she, recognize her? Just because she's in a dress and a crown doesn't mean that it's not still her. <laughs> oh my god. So they end up waltzing out onto the balcony. Yes. <laughs> and that was a commercial break. <laughs> yes, that was, I remember that very distinctly. That's where the commercial break was in the taping. My day with the president's daughter. I can't believe that was ever a thing. I know. What the fuck? <laughs> anyway. We've come to... We've come to... What is the actual name of this song? Why would a fella want a girl like her? Yeah. I'm kidding. I don't know. We come to the piece where the stepsisters are bitching about how she got the prince and they didn't. <laughs> Frothy little bubble with a flimsy kind of charm and with very little trouble. I could break her little arm. I love Vianne Cox. She's like Carol Burnett's long lost daughter. They are both very good performers, her and Natalie Dessel. I... <laughs> but I just love the way she goes, she's a frothy little bubble. <laughs> They're creeping on them in the courtyard and screaming at the top of their lungs. Uh And honestly, when I was little, this song was big mood. Yeah. Because I couldn't help but notice that the boys didn't pay very much attention to me at all. (laughs) And they paid attention to other little girls who didn't look like me. (laughs) I didn't realize that none of that mattered. Yeah. They're stupid and they fall in the fountain. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. And then, you know, we have... The prince and Cinderella talking on the dance floor, don't we? Yeah, well, they dance back in, and like Bernie starts like waltzing with Lionel, so she can like she spy can get closer to Cinderella. She's like, "Who are you? I know who you are. I'm gonna find out." <laughs> <laughs> this is another scene where Lionel is just being abused in the background. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Nobody cares. Where he's on the floor scrambling, <laughs> and the king and queen are like, "The queen goes, who is that?" And the king's like, "Lionel." And she goes, "Oh," and they just <laughs> walk away. The king and queen divide and conquer. Yeah. The king dances with Cinderella and the queen dances with the prince. And Mm -hmm. I love how the whole time Chris is like, what is he saying to her? Yeah. Like you are in real life. Yeah. (laughs) When your dad is talking to your new boyfriend or whatever, it's like, what is he saying? But Cinderella just panics because she didn't make up a cover story or anything. Yeah. Because the queen takes her aside. She's like, tell me all about you. What's your pedigree? What's your star sign? 
What family do you come from? How much money do you have? What's your star sign? <laughs> this just overwhelms her entirely, and Cinderella just takes off. Because she sees out of the corner of her eye, like a raptor to prey, there's Bernie trying to get around dancers to get a good look at her face. And she's like, I'm sorry, excuse me. And then runs away. And then she goes out into the courtyard to talk to Mama. She's just like... She's out there talking to her Whitney godmother. Yeah. Yeah, and Whitney's like... She's like, I want to go home. And Whitney's like, bitch, ball up. It's not midnight yet. I want to go now. Oh, so you're just giving up? I'm not what they think I am. All they're thinking is that you're the most beautiful girl at the ball. And you are. The prince comes outside, and she just... Evaporates. She dobbies, like... <laughs> just out of here. Dobbies away. Just dust. So she woos right out of there. And the prince is just like, do you think it's possible to fall in love with someone at first sight? It's very possible. I feel so strange. Like I'm not myself, or maybe it's just with you I really am myself. Not the self that people expect me to be, but the real self that I... <laughs> I'm not making any sense, am I? How does he not know that it's her? How do you not recognize her from, like, literally, like, a couple of days before? Like, and they had they actually had a connection. Yeah, like, they had a nice, genuine connection and conversation in the street. She wasn't some random woman. Like, he was dreaming about her. Yeah. And he doesn't recognize her? This takes us into, do I love you because you're beautiful? No, I'm not beautiful because you love me. <laughs> I don't know. Two to one, half a dozen to the other. I mean, it's a nice little song. It's a it's it's a very Rodgers and Hammerstein, King and I song, you know? Again, zero chemistry. I, I feel nothing between them. Their singing is very empathetic, especially the prince. Mm -hmm. But Brandy especially does not have the facials to match. Uh -huh. Like, <laughs> just from her face, I can't tell that she's feeling anything. Exactly. <laughs> I've always dreamed it would happen like this. And now it really has. I don't ever want this night to end. Neither do I. Alright, everybody, it's that time. You all know what's coming. Shit, meat fan. I can't stay. What do you mean? I have to go. Wait, come back. I don't even know your name. She's always running down the steps at the stroke of midnight, like really cutting it close. The way her eyes bug when <laughs> that thing strikes midnight, she goes, I can't stay. I have to go. And then runs away. Someone, okay, I'm sorry. Someone has to explain to me how that slipper got left behind. Seriously, explain it. It doesn't even make sense in the context of the original fairy tale. She ran out of it. Okay, so you're telling me it didn't dematerialize because it wasn't on her person. Is that what you're telling me? Oh, because everything else does. Yeah, why did the coach dematerialize? Yeah, and she walks by and... this rotting pumpkin and mice, you know? Yeah, yeah, those things went back to normal. Why did that one slipper not dematerialize? You're ruining it. <laughs> you leave these writers alone? Somehow, she beats her family home. Yeah. Even though they come in a carriage. She ran all the way down the mountain. She must have fucking apparated. Back into the village. Everyone comes in and they're like, everything went so well. Did it. So did not. Did it. Minerva and Calliope are both like, we danced with the prince for like an hour. And then the <laughs> Cinderella's like, bullshit, she's sweeping. This takes us into a lovely night. Cinderella is, quote, imagining what the ballroom would look like, and she literally recites every detail. Yeah. Like, I get it. She doesn't really have the guile for this. Like, <laughs> she, she's not the deceptive type, but she snuck out. Yeah. And got away with it. And is now bragging about it <laughs> through song. And then for a few precious moments, the only two people in the entire world. A lovely night, a lovely night, a finer night you know you'll never see. You meet your prince, a charming prince, as charming 
fun of it for a minute. Yeah. And, and it's like kind of a nice moment for a few minutes. Yeah, because like they're actually like I feel like the stepsisters and Cinderella are bonding over that nice feeling mm -hmm. of being all in love and Twitter pated and all that. Near the like you were saying, near the end there, the stepmother has a moment of clarity. Yeah. She's like, brain blast. She's like, I've seen you out before. <laughs> I love how it's shot with the super zooming back and yes. forth. It just zoom on Bernadette Peters, zoom on Brandy. And she went, bitch, I saw you in the club just now. Yeah. You're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> the song comes to a very tense conclusion. nonsense I ever heard. Rubbish and dribble. But mother! And are you listening to her? Hanging on her every word. This is where the stepmother, like, I feel like for this production, they made her a little less rigid than they normally do. Mm -hmm. She's kind of fun throughout most of this, mm -hmm. but all the fun is about to stop because she is a stone cold bitch. You're common, Cinderella. Your mother was common and so are you. Oh, you can wash your face and put on a clean dress, but underneath you'll still be common. That a prince would even consider taking you for his bride. <laughs> it's laughable. Oh, this, this makes me want to fight. The subtext is... Yeah. I just want to punch her little Broadway mouth. I know. <laughs> I just want to slap her in the mouth and say, Sing, stay with me. <laughs> and then... And then she's just like, now clean this place up. It's a sty. And Cinderella goes outside and she's like, Papa, can you hear me? Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's like, praying to she's her father. She's so upset. I deserve better, Father. I deserve to be loved. And that's what I found out tonight. And that's all that really matters. So even if she doesn't make it with Prince Chris, which is just a weird thing to say, mm -hmm. She knows that this shit is fucked up and she needs to get out of this situation. Mm -hmm. Man or no man. Exactly. Which is a very grown up assessment of her own situation. They reprise A Lovely Night. This show loves its reprises. Yeah, it does love its reprises. This is like the third one. Yeah. And we're not even done yet. Back at the palace, it's the same story. We're trying to hatch a plan to find this mystery woman because Chris is in his own little melodrama. About how he'll never love again if he can't find her. Chris goes to Lionel and he's like, to the Prince Mobile! Yeah. <laughs> we have to go try this shoe on, everyone! And Lionel is all of us. A shoe made out of glass? Who dances in glass shoes? We're going to try this slipper on the foot of every young woman in the kingdom until we find her. I'm going to marry her, do you understand? Do as he says, Lionel. Yes, your majesty. Montage. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Every foot model in California in 1997 is like, this is my big break. Yes. <laughs> so many different kinds of feet. So many different colored stockings. I know. All of the stockings. Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> Everybody's trying on the slipper. Of course it doesn't fit. We've seen this story. Mm-hmm. This culminates in the last scene, where the prince and Lionel arrive at Cinderella's house. The stepsisters are trying on the slipper. That's my slipper. I'd know that slipper anywhere. You see? It fits perfectly. Calliope, honestly, anyone can see that that slipper was made for a daintier foot. Bernie has locked Cinderella in the kitchen. Yeah. He's come to their door and she's like, mm-mm. Can't risk this. Yeah. <laughs> Just locks her in the kitchen. And the stepsisters are trying to cram this tiny slipper on their foot. And I'm just like, chop it off! Yeah. <laughs> cuckoo, cuckoo, some blood in the shoe. Yes. <laughs> Cut off a bit of a heel. You've got nine other toes. Quit your bitching. <laughs> and when it doesn't work on either one of them, who runs for the slipper? Are there any other women in the house? Oh, I... Yes. There's one more. Move over. I mean, are there any other young women in the house? How young? Younger than you. This is the only time that I know of, like, in an iteration of Cinderella, where the stepmother 
tries on the slipper. Yeah. Like, if someone knows of another adaptation, let me know. But, like, this is the, like, the only time I know of where she actually tries to steal the show. And she puts that slipper on, and it kind of fits. Surprise! She loses her mind with guineas. <gasps> Impossible. <laughs> and it's cutting off my circulation. Get it off me. Off, off, off. Pull it harder, you imbecile. Harder. Madam, there's no need for name calling. All right. The prince knows something isn't right. Because he's like standing around, like they're all recovering from that nonsense. And he's standing around going, are you sure no one else lives here? He can feel it. Yeah. He can feel it in his bones. His brandy senses are tingling. And then what do they do all at the same time? No, no one at all. And they limp in front of the kitchen door. <laughs> like a Greek chorus. <laughs> Those doors, what did they lead to? What, what doors? The ones right behind you. Ah, uh, 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 door, these doors, what did you say? There's nothing behind these doors. I'd like to see for myself, please. Oh, it's just like any other kitchen. A few pots and pans, a couple of mice. Step aside, madam. I love this bit with the key. Lionel, without even trying the door, he knows it's locked. Yeah. So he's like, Ahem. give me the key. She, she's kept the key in her bosom. Takes it out of there and just puts it in his hand. She's caught. She knows. The jig is up. <laughs> There's a big reveal because he opens that door and walks inside. But there's no Cinderella. Bernie literally starts begging him to take one of her daughters yes. instead. <laughs> Bernie, have a little dignity. She is not selling them well either. Take one of my daughters, your highness. I beg of you. Calliope has charm and elocution. She is really much smarter than she looks. And Minerva, that girl's as strong as an ox. And cultured! Why, she's memorized the record of the Hesperus in three languages! Four, if you count Pig Latin! And then the prince goes out the front door and sees Cinderella literally walking down the driveway! Yeah. She's trying to run away, and she drops all her shit again like she did in the beginning. Just like those royals, isn't it? Not caring if they're in anybody's way. Well, I'm sure they were going somewhere very important. What did you say your name was? Cinderella. Cinderella. I like it. So we've come back again to our meet cute. <laughs> meet cute, yeah. That's good. <laughs> he holds out that slipper for her to try on, and as she's sliding her foot into it, Bernie is screaming. <laughs> no! Quiet, woman. They smile at each other with the music swelling in the background. This takes us into There's Music in You. Whitney! Woo! It's also borrowed. I can't remember from where, but they liked the gospel R&B flavor that mm -hmm. they brought to it. And Whitney. I know. She's doing her magic thing. They look, everyone looks beautiful in this sequence. Because it's the wedding march, yeah. right? Someone wants you. was a little weird as a kid because what it kind of looks like to me because everyone's in white there at the end and you know what it kind of looks like to me what it looks like everyone died <laughs> and, this and is went heaven. to heaven yeah. like <laughs> guys only the bride is supposed to wear white <laughs> yeah seriously like come on and then i love the moment where the the gates close and the step family's trying yeah. to get in. And cognac, vodka, and whiskey are like <laughs> trying to get through the front door. And they're like, wait, we're good now. Let us in. Gavin was delighted to point out that during the close-ups of Whitney, because of her tight curls, you can see through her curls and you can see the green screen behind her. Bad form, Disney. <laughs> Bad form. 
I'm going to do a magic trick right now. Okay. Of my own. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give every single one of our listeners goosebumps. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Don't blink. You might miss the trick. Okay. I sure hope so. (laughs) We used to watch this all the time Mm -hmm. as kids because it was taped. And I I kind of miss having that. Yeah. I miss the VCR. I miss having our VHSs. But I just like the fact that mom and dad taped it for us. And they probably didn't think anything of it. They went, oh, fun little Disney Channel Well, they they publicized the shit out of it because it was supposed to relaunch Wonderful World of Disney. Yeah. So I'm sure that... I don't know what we would have been watching on the Disney Channel back then. Yeah. Uh, Doug used to run on the Disney Channel back then. And Pepper Ann! Oh my god. Pepper Ann, Pepper Ann. <laughs> <laughs> I love that stupid show. But, but like, you know, I think that for a lot of people, it was so important to see a racially blind production on television. That shit is powerful. Mm-hmm to young people. That feeling of validation when you're represented. I think I feel parts of that when I see fat people as main characters. Like when it's done in a meaningful way and not as a joke. Representation, when it's done right, it's powerful. I love it every single time that I watch it. It's just one of those things. It honestly, this is one of those films that set off my personal trend of watching the same goddamn thing. (laughs) Over and over and over and over over again. (laughs) Because I love it. I love Whitney. It reinforces my love of Whitney. I love Whitney. I love Whoopi. I love Brandy. I love cognac, vodka, and whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) I love how we've just been referring to them as spirits. So, spooky season is upon us. Spooky season is upon us. Oh my god. Happy Halloween. For our first spooky feature of spooky season, we're going to be covering some spooky films for you. Carrie Ann, what is your first spooky choice? Well, I thought there's no way we could go wrong with a staple. Oh. Hocus Pocus! Yes! Kicking off the season right! (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna spend the whole episode picking on Sarah Jessica Parker. I am, and you should. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at KickNStream. That's right! Kick in the door! Oh man. Kick the map in the stream. Kick the. Oh. Oh, foreshadowing. You almost gave it away. Oh, no, never mind. Forget it. <laughs> More social media platforms to come. <laughs> Spooky season. Ross will be taking over the social media. I I have to believe you when you say that. Please. It's the only way I get through the day. Please do. God love. Go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a nice review. We want to hear from you guys. You know, we want to know what are we doing right? What are we not doing so hot? More quality content coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as usual, sorry, Sorry, Mom. Mom.